hornet and flew and the harp and sang but and saw it through the dulcimer. And all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And there are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true? O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not you serve my gods nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if you be ready that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet and the flute and the harp and the sackbut and the psaltery and the dulcimer and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? I want to jump down. We'll read all this as we preach through it. But if I could, I want to jump down and I want to look over and uh, uh, verse number 23. Verse number 23, the Bible uh, said, Daniel 3.23, And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego fell down into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Now Nebuchadnezzar just gave him an ultimatum. You're going to bow down and worship uh, my God or we're going to throw you in the fire. Well, they didn't bow. We know the story and here they are. Verse 23, they've been thrown in the furnace. Look at verse 24. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astoned and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. And he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no herd, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, let ye servants of the Most High God come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire and the princes and governors and captains and the king's counselors being gathered together saw the these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power nor was an hair of their head singed neither where their coats changed nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they 
might not serve nor worship any God except their own. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sword. Pay attention here to verse 30. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. If I could tonight, I want to draw my thought from verse number 30 and I'd like to preach to you this evening up from verse number 30 on this thought, the price of promotion. Uh, the price of promotion. Please pray with me and pray for me tonight. Father, Lord, we do thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, God, to be back in your house. Thank you, Lord, uh, for the privilege, Lord, that it is to stand and uh, preach the Word of God one more time. I pray tonight for that special touch and God I pray for unction and power and Lord I pray that there would be liberty God not just to preach but Lord uh, God to receive the preaching that's taking place uh, I pray Holy Ghost Lord that you touch me and Lord that you'd use me for a little while uh, God and you'd speak the hearts of your people Lord that you love so much God please use a little old weak vessel as myself uh, uh, God God, to be used of you in a great way and for what you do in this place and for these people we'll sure thank you and praise you in Jesus name and for his sake and all the Lord's people said amen and amen uh, may I say tonight briefly as I can by way of introduction you know the story uh, but here we find these three Hebrew boys and uh, my friend they've been given an ultimatum uh, uh, my friend they've been faced they've been put under pressure at my friend of giving in and giving up and bowing over and bending down up to the ways and to the policies and to the orders of the world. Can I say tonight the pressure is probably greater on the child of God than it's ever been. The influence from the outside is probably greater now friend than it's ever been as far as trying to pull the heart of God's people from being stained upon the true, the one and the only true God to serve the gods and the flesh of this world. Let me make a statement tonight. Can I say the devil don't necessarily want you to do what he wants you to do? Did you realize you can please the devil? I'm talking about you can tickle the devil pink if you live your life just doing what you want to do. Because when you live your life doing what you want to do, I can guarantee you one thing. If you're pleasing your flesh, you're not pleasing God. May I say you're either walking by faith or you're walking according to the flesh. And the Bible said without faith it's impossible to please God. You know what I know tonight? I know that God's already done more than I ever imagined but God has a this ought to make somebody shout tonight God's got a lot more in store for us than we ever even realized and God wants to do things in this church in your home in 
in your marriage, in your ministry that you never thought possible. There's a promotion that the king has fixed already, fixed his hand to sign. But my friend, before we can ever receive the promotion of the king, there must be a price to pay. You see that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they got promoted by the king in verse 30. But before they ever receive a promotion, they pay a price. Let me say something tonight. Having a real church in these last Laodicean church age days is not cheap. There's a great price to pay. Are you listening tonight? There's a great price to pay. Can I say this? I've said it a thousand times. I've said it tonight, but I'm going to say it again. This thing ain't free. My friend, if we want God to do for us what we're asking Him to do, I mean, is there anybody here tonight that woke up with a real burden for for, for people in your home and your life that are lost? Is there anybody here tonight? My friend, that you really packing a, a broken heart for sinners? Uh, is there anybody here tonight, uh, my friend, that you're weeping over prodigals uh, and you're begging God for people that we go to church with uh, that you know good and well ain't right with God? Some of them ain't saved. Uh, I mean, these people here tonight need regenerated. These people sitting here tonight need born again. And I know it. Some of y'all don't even know it about yourself, but you've never been saved uh, by the marvelous grace of God. May I say I sign up if I've got to be the one to pay the price to see the king bring a promotion and one more sinner escape the fiery pit of hell or one more saint get right with God and sold out. I say deacon sign me up. I'll go through the fire for the king to write another promotion. That's strong language. I'm not asking God to send the hardest storm of my life tonight. But I have done told him. See, he preached this to me before I dare preach it to you. And I done told him, all right, Lord, I'm willing to pay the price. You know what's sad? There's a whole lot of people, they're content without getting a promotion. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? They're content with how things are. They don't want no more God. That's right. They don't care if anybody else gets saved. They don't care if their their family, their friends get in. I mean, they've got their fire insurance. Uh, They're still living according to their flesh. Yes, God uh, has worn them out time after time. But they probably reached the place where he said, you know what? I'm going to turn them over to the destruction of the flesh. I'm going to let Satan do what he wants to their life. Get to be saved by fire. And they're perfectly content. Coming in, dropping their dollar in the offering plate, saying amen every now and then. Getting up and waving the hand every now and then. Maybe even getting a gospel tray every now and then. But them and God, the Holy Ghost, and most of the time those around them, all they, we all know that things are not going the way Well, I know I wouldn't get a lot of amens right there, but there's a lot of Christians living like that. That is true. 
There's a whole lot of Christians. God saved them, and that's the selfish. It's all they're worried about. Right. They don't care. Listen to me. These churches all over America sitting plumb full of people. They could care less if a sinner ever got saved again in them. Amen. Ain't no burden for sinners. Well, preacher, it's just the way it's always been. We've just always been just a little old country church. You know, I doubt God ever do anything here like he does other places. That ain't his fault. Amen. You don't think, hey, y'all still know John 3, 16, don't you? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish. But to have everlasting life, and may I say God would be beside himself if they wasn't nothing but standing room only in this place. But my friend, don't you think for a second that God sat back saying, yeah, it's all right. That's all they're ever going to be. I'll just bless them because that's how it is. No. He wants us to have a burden. And if you'll have a burden, and if you'll pay the price, and if you'll stick it out when the going gets time, what about when we come in here? And some of y'all know what this is like. You've been with me long enough to know. When we come in here, we got to grind it out for six months or a year. I'm talking about ain't nobody hardly getting saved. Nobody's stirred up. Seems like the services are struggle after struggle after struggle. You know what the what those who are here for a cheerleading and for a pepperoni do? They find them somewhere else at the holiday. But my friend, I've got some saints that stayed with me in the hard times and Lord, they something extra special. And we can look around and see what God's doing now because we paid the price. We went through the winter season. We went through the fall season when the life begins to die and everything begins to wither away. But ain't you glad if you just pay the price springs right around the corner and there's new life and there's new things ahead. But you must pay the price. These fellows are delivered from the fire. They receive a promotion, but not because they were seasonal Christians. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they were being obedient to their God before Nebuchadnezzar started his stuff. They were being obedient, faithful to God while Nebuchadnezzar is writing his decree and issuing his threats. Come on, somebody. And then the heat gets turned up. See, there's a whole lot that profess that they know God. But then when it comes time for the road to meet the word of the road in works, they deny him. I'm not talking about, I need, I need joy to keep the burden out of God. That when the time comes and it's time to pay the price, that we would not just confess we love him with our mouth and with our lips, but we show that we're loyal, we love him with our lives. When the fire gets turned up, right. you don't tuck tail and hide and run. I mean, these people, they'll stay in the church as long as there's no trouble. That's right. But as soon as the heat gets turned up, they go to Myrtle Beach for about six, seven, eight months. And then they hear two or three's got saved and boy, revivals broke out. And they say, you know, here they come wandering back in. I mean, they've been here in a year and they get up and shout, wave their hand like everything's all right. Listen to me. Listen, we're we in a season right now in this church where God has been given strong meat over and over and over and over. Right. So, Brother John, 
that week uh, for a solid week. Uh, we've had a strong week before then. But here we are getting an eye. I mean, some of y'all listen to me. Look at me and listen to me. You've got to make your mind up that you're really going to do what you say you're doing. I mean, some of y'all have got a good lip service, but you've got very little hip service. You're not doing nearly as much as you think you're doing. And when the fire comes and the furnace heats up and it comes time to pay a price, your butt will be bowing back up and not being twice around. Then you get mad when God promotes somebody. You get mad when somebody else gets blessed. But they've been fighting hell for six months. By the way, just because there's people in here look like everything's fine, I can tell you first and foremost, right off the bat, I know there's a handful in here that they might act like everything's fine and well, but they're struggling, but they're still being faithful. There's a handful going through, going through the fire. Oh, yeah. You see, all you see is the cut up and the laugh and the hugs. Now, listen, 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 by the way, that's the way it's supposed to be. Let me tell you what not to do, church, when the heat gets turned up. Don't you come in here with your tail tucked between your legs and you're tripping over your lip and you got droopy eyes and soggy, a soggy backbone and you're woe is me. I'm going to tell you what you ought to do. You ought to come in. You ought to be the loudest shouter. You ought to be the loudest singer. You ought to be the one glorifying, praising God the most. You say, what do we do in the midst of storms? What do we do in the midst of fiery trials? You rare back hall. Praise God. How many y'all would agree with me? He's good when life's good. And he's good when life's bad. He's good when the sun's shining. He's good when it's raining. He's good when the bank accounts fall. He's good when you're overdrawn. He's good when I'm healthy. Glory to God. He's good when I'm sick. He's good when the people saw me. He's still good when they're against me. That fourth man never shows up in the fire. They bail out. You know how many churches want to see God's presence? They ain't seen it so long. They want to see God's presence again. But you want to know why they never they never can reach their goal? Because as soon as that furnace gets turned up seven times, it's hot up. Time out. What was that you deemed us to do? The fourth man don't show up when they're talking about paying the price. The fourth man don't show up when they're walking towards the furnace and the servants of Nebuchadnezzar drop dead. He's still not showed up yet. How many of us are guilty? We'll go almost all the way to the end and then, boy, when people start dropping around us, I'm telling y'all, they six months of preaching right here. God has Flooding my soul. I mean, think about the times you've seen good Christian people. They'll weather the storm. But when those who are around them, I know they're the servants of Nebuchadnezzar, but there's a type there. There's a type there. You know, the Bible said it's better to, you know, two walk together unless they be alone. If one fall up, pick him up. But you better hear me. There's times it's just going to be you. Right. What about when them around them, they got close to the fire, and those around them dropped off. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They kept walking. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Them servants wasn't forcing them to that furnace. My God, I'm about to grab Waylon and run outside and shout at the goats. 
know that they wasn't being forced to that furnace? Because when them old boys fell dead, here comes God have mercy. Here comes Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They dropped dead and they said, all right, boys, we said we'd go. When did the fourth man show up? When they got to the door of the furnace? When they crossed the threshold and proved I'm willing to pay the price. And they walked in. I think as soon as their foot went in, they never felt a, not one degree of heat. And they walked in there. And I preached this the last time I, I started this. I ain't getting no further. Probably won't tonight. But as soon as they got in there, you know what the Bible said? Nebuchadnezzar looked. He said, hey, I need my counselors. I know I was drinking whiskey this morning. But that looks like four in that furnace. Now, I need y'all, you're my counselors. That's what the Bible said. I need y'all to look up in there and tell me how many fellows is in that fire. We see four. And why ain't they squirming and wallowing and screaming? What's it look like they're doing y'all? Looks like they're loose and walking around in the fiery furnace. Now, here's what I know. I know, stay with me right here, y'all. I know for sure, according to that Bible, Nebuchadnezzar seen the fourth man. Because it says he's seen the fourth man look like the Son of God. But never in your Bible does it say that Shadrach, Meshach, or Abednego seen the fourth man. Yeah, I'd say they didn't, but it don't say they did. So if you want to argue me that, that point, that'd be fine. I got just as much Bible as you do, honey. You ready? So here was my thought on that. I'm going to get to it again at the end before we, before we finish this thing. But could it be that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was not even aware that they knew God was working supernaturally? They knew they weren't on fire. They knew they didn't feel the heat. They knew they weren't dying or burning. They knew all that. But did they know how close God really was? Maybe. Or maybe not. But I'm going to tell you one person that knew how close he was. The lost man. That was causing them the problem. So many times we try to get back at our problem causers, our troublemakers. And if you just take the heat they're giving you, just take the heat. Come on, somebody. You're talking about take. Anybody ever put the heat on you? Yes, sir. Quit fighting heat and just take it. Oh, I'm preaching real Christianity stuff now. That is right. This is what being a real Christian is. is. Turn the other cheek stuff. Right. Doing good to them that, that use you and praying that God bless those that hate you. My, my, my. Come on, somebody. I mean, I'm preaching myself tonight. This stuff's a whole lot easier preaching this. Live. But I'm here to tell you, if we do what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego done, you know what they'd say? They'd step back and say, boys, I don't understand it a bit. All I know is I see something on them people. I know the heat's turned up because I'm the one that turned it up. But the second looks like the Son of God in that place. Y'all with me? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was not alone. Guess who the first one to find out about? The one that was turning the heat up on their lives. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. I'm talking about them people that lie on you. 
somebody. They're lying right now as we're sitting in this church as a congregation. They will tell lies on you. Right now, they're going to say one thing to your face, but as soon as you turn and walk away, they're going to have something else, a whole other opinion of you. I'm talking about two-timing, two-timing lying, hypocritical Pharisee, lost sinners need to get saved, and they hate your guts, but if you'll just take the heat and look at it like this, I'm going to take this persecution as a way for God to give me a promotion. If you'll live your life, walk through the fire, they might see Jesus somewhere. Amen. Amen. They might see. Did, did Nebuchadnezzar deserve to see that miracle? If anybody deserved to know he was there, it's been them three Hebrew boys. But I just know how God works, and I just don't think they knew. You know how many times that you can feel him? You know he's doing something. But you don't think he's that close. Anybody ever been there? I can feel his grace and I know he's doing something, but he ain't where I think he is. Come on, somebody. It could be that you don't know how close he is, but everybody watching you can see that you're closer to God than you might have ever been. And you might not feel that way. I think God allows us to get that way because if we knew everything was all right, if they knew he was in the fire right with them, boy, they'd have never had to exercise any faith. But God will keep himself here from us in the fire. So we'll keep trusting and everybody else around us is saying, my God, look at the Savior. Look at the hand of God on their lives. Amen. You think you're walking around by yourself. Amen. But everybody on the outside saying, I see the Lord on that person right there. Yeah. Mm. I think about missing that those times in our church. Be honest. And I've got it said I don't know where he's at, folks. Some of y'all may or may not remember that, but I remember it. I'd say I know he's still doing something because he's paid our bills again. He didn't, he didn't let the lights go out. So I know he's still got favor on us, but I'll be honest with you, I don't know where he's at right now. Come on, somebody. I've stood in that same pulpit and said, hey, church, just stay with God. Stay with me. He's not letting the doors close yet. There's going to be a day more people's coming. Please, don't run. Don't hide. Just stay. I don't know where he's at, but he's somewhere. Yeah. And I wonder during those times when we felt so desperate and alone that those same ones who'd come in and left looked in and said, well, there's only three in that church. Wait a minute. Right there. There's only three families. But in the midst of those three families, there's a fourth man in the fire. And when we come out of the fire, hold the door to God. This is big in my soul. When we come out of the fire, guess what he wrote us? Talby family. Yeah. Promotion. Yeah. Glory to God, Brother West. Miss Ashley Hamilton. Yeah. Promotion. Yeah. Glory! Yeah. Big Eye. Promotion. Oh, here's a good promotion. Sister Kayla, you in the fire all by yourself? Yeah. But you wasn't. 
Because I was here last March when he cast the door to God. Yeah. He cast in another promotion. Yeah. And he said, Chris Siegel, come on, somebody. Yeah. He went along after that. Here's a couple. He wrote it up. Y'all have them on your church, on your church road, but they wasn't in the lounge but the life. Promotion. Yeah. Then after that, the rose is coming. Then after that, Brother Caleb coming. He said, look here, preacher. Just when you thought I was done, it wasn't have no effect on nobody. Promotion. Are y'all with me? I'm trying to tell you, we was never alone. There's a fourth man in the fire. There's a fourth man in the fire. My, my, my. Isn't it worth paying that price now? Wasn't easy then. Wasn't easy then. I've had to fight to keep some of the ones I knew God sent me. I had a pipe key. Not always physically either. Amen. I get on my face and beg God to turn my hearts. People that knew God still get what they got. The devil. For working in their minds. I just don't know. I'm praying about this. And I'm saying, hey, God sent you here. Don't bail. Yeah. I know things ain't good right now. I'd come in as a, a discouraged man. Right. I mean, I probably didn't tell nobody for, for I don't know how long. Yeah, I'd come in so discouraged. Look around. Because once they first started listening on the first day, we had 30 people, and a lot of them was visitors. And we, and we went back down to, you know, 8 or 10 or whatever for a minute. It went to 15. It went 20. And after a while, we was running about 30 or 40. And there went the crew out. And God bring a whole other crew in. I'd say, okay, Lord, thank you. Here they are. Put them back out. Here come a whole other crew in. They did that for about four years. Then that fourth year got here. The ones that were staying was here. And then guess what? They went. And nobody else came in. You know what we did? For months, grinded it out. I was taking special offers. In addition to our tithes and offers, I say, looky here. If y'all, y'all remember this? Yeah. If y'all want the lights on, I said, I'm sorry. I'm ashamed. I'm having to do this. That's all I know to do. I've asked God to send it in the mail. He ain't sent it this week. So if we want lights next week, we're going to take up an offering. Yeah. Or there was times I said, who could get the water bill this month? Yeah. Y'all remember that? Yeah. Was any volunteers for to split on the electric bill this month? Yeah. Y'all remember that? I can still remember who's paid most of all that. I can still remember it. I can still remember it. Glory to God, we can't rich for no means. But our bills are going to get paid this month. I mean, we ain't got money just sitting, but I'm going to tell you something. We rich compared to what we was. But we had to go through the fire. Because God had a promotion. And I look at these babies that's been saved and baptized. What if you had quit? What if you had gotten out? Mom and Daddy, listen to me. If you think it's always just going to be hoorah because you're telling still want to back to church, you are mistaken. But I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be worth the price that you pay when God writes you a promotion. Amen. Ain't nothing in the world better than that. 
us in the whole wide world. Better than that lady right there. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I church for you. Yeah. Yeah. Glory to God, I picked her up from jail before. Y'all yes. yeah. with me? Yeah. I mean, I went and picked her hind end up yeah. from jail. Yeah. I went to court. I don't know why I went, but I went to court dressed up like this. I, I guess I wanted her to think she had somebody worth something in her family. Can I say this and not get mad at me? I was there the day that took her babies from her. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah. I'm about to hug you. They, they hurt you. I'm going to hug you so hard. Yeah. I was there the day that they come in and took her babies yeah. from her. And they put her in handcuffs. I would never embarrass her, but this is God, y'all. And walked her to a police car. Her mom was tore up out of her mind. Her sister, Bob, I mean, everybody's thinking, my God, where are we going to go next? What's going to happen? Isaiah in the fiery times. And boy, we fell all along. But I'm going to tell y'all something. They was a fourth man in that fire. We might not have known he was there, but he was there. And we just paid the Because we just ain't faithful. Amen. Amen. How many times y'all been here? Heard that man or that lady? Yes. When y'all would, please remember Miss Ashley. Boy, she needs y'all prayers. My God, I'm dead. I'm about to tear something up. Promotion. I'm going to tell you who wrote it. J E S U S. C-H-R-I-S-T. His name is the one that authorized that check. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he wrote a promotion to the Disney family. I'll tell you who else got a promotion out of that deal. Her, her youngins. Boy, God cashed them a good check. Y'all with me? I'll tell you who else got a promotion on that deal. The Stillwater Baptist Church. I tell y'all I'm feeling dangerous. Break something, we'll fix it. I told you, I said I ain't got no money, but I'm going to a job. Church. I said, I think y'all will be the media manager. Don't that sound good? <laughs> making all them videos, I said, Lord's will. And I meant what I was telling him. I said, Lord's will, the church. I like the church to buy a nice professional camera. Right. And take pictures and videos of what God's doing here. And I'd like to get it set up to where she would be the one either building or updating or do something to keep a website updated. And things posting, pictures flowing in. Wouldn't that be good? And social media. Wouldn't it be good on every Sunday night that, 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 that people on social media would see Brother Dak standing up, sweat dripping off of his tongue, rolled out? Wouldn't it be good if they'd see Brother Chris playing the piano and, and me leaning over that pulpit and these boys running last? I mean, wouldn't it be good if God would use somebody that used to be down in the lowest of days had to promote his bride? Glory unto God. I'm trying to tell you, pay the price. God's got a promotion. Yeah. 
promotion for you. I'm telling you, I've done seen it too many times. To Zechariah, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Yes. That's it right there. That he may exalt you in due time. That's the promotion. So many people quit before that final due time shows up. Somebody was telling us about three feet from gold. I, 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 I still don't remember that, who it was. But somebody was telling us, me and Brother Dax, I think it was Brother Joe Chancey or Brother Jeff Ledbetter, one, or Brother Edward. It was that day at lunch. I think it was. Tell a story about an old fella. He said he bought a piece of property because it's supposed to hold a bunch of gold. He wanted to mine it, you know, to strike gold. Said he worked that property, that land for years and years, dug pits and I mean years and years, dug and dug and dug and dug and dug. Guess what, brother Chris? He never hit gold. He dug for years. He bought this place just because it's supposed to hold gold. And uh, story goes, he got he got tired of it. Spent years there, felt like it was always. So he put it for sale sign up. Said I'm gonna I'm gonna sell this place. Ain't no gold here. And the uh, story goes, long time fella, and, and, and he bought the, bought the property. And he said, uh, he went out and surveyed where all he dug. He said, well, looks like he's dug about everywhere to be dug. Let's just go back and dig a little deeper. Y'all with me right there? Yeah. Let's just go back somewhere they've already dug and dig a little deeper. The story goes, that man set his auger down in a hole that had already been dug and dug three more feet. Three feet, and he hit gold. I wonder how many times we quit digging and we're only three feet from gold. I wonder how many times you get so tired of the fiery trials that you back out and you say, I don't, I say who I am, Lord, I'm going to go ahead and bow to this thing and get this over with. He's just three feet from the fourth man walking in and walking you out of your fiery trial. How many times have we quit when we was that close to striking gold? I've still not preached one point to this, and I'm not going to start tonight. And if all I get to preach is the introduction two or three or four or five or six times, if that's what God wants, that's what I'll do. But I'm here to tell you something, church. God has some more promotions. There's going to be some more prices. But the promotion worth the price. Yeah. You're going to stay faithful in the fire. You'll never see that fourth man until you walk into that fire. Yeah. It's all saying. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for this day and the opportunity to preach one more time. I've said what you want me to say. I've stopped when you told me to stop. Lord, you know this message is as big as the whole world in my heart. And God, I'm going to preach it just exactly how you want me to. So, Lord, I pray tonight that you'll use this message, Lord, to challenge and comfort your people, maybe convict them, just to press on, to be faithful in the fire. God, to be a friend of the enemy. God, just be kind. Lord, not get bitter. Get better. Get closer to you. Lord, I ask you, God, to please move in this invitation. Bless people's hearts, meet their needs. In Jesus' name. Brother Chris, I want you to come tonight. Jesus, then we pray. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed tonight.
I want to ask you, maybe you're here and you've, you feel like you've been digging and digging and digging, but you ain't never hit the gold. Maybe you're here and you've been thinking real hard about bailing out. Maybe you're here and all is well and fine in your life, but you know somebody else maybe. I don't know your needs. The Holy Ghost has done highlighted all that stuff to you. But here's what I want to do. If the Lord spoke to you tonight, I want you to come to these altars and speak to Him. If He spoke to you, I'm going to ask you to come to these altars and speak to Him. If He spoke to you, I'm going to invite you to come to these altars and speak to Him. Some have came, some are coming. More should come. Let's all gather in these altars do business with the Lord.